deliverance. It can have all manner of meaning in our culture today, but as we study the Word of God in the stories of Scripture, we see that God is a faithful deliverer. And sometimes he delivers us out of situations, and other times he delivers us from the situations. You're listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Drum. This podcast is designed to dive into scripture through systematic study in books of the Bible, through cultural conversations with women today, or on specific topical studies so that we can learn what God has to say for our lives. My goal is to equip you to study God's word well and to encourage you in your faith journey as we walk together and become girlfriends in the word. Happy Wednesday, friends. We are in our He is Faithful series, and this week we are talking about God being our faithful deliverer. Now, if you have been loving the series as much as I have, I encourage you to go over to the website www.nataliadrum.com and download the freebie on faithfulness. I have a 31-day devotional study specifically written for you on the faithfulness of God, which you can download and use as an interactive PDF and either print it out to write on or use it on your tablet, iPhone, or mobile device. So make sure to head over to the website when this episode is over and download that resource. Now, as we talk this week about the topic of deliverance, I know that for many of us who may have grown up in the church, or perhaps we spent some time in Sunday school or Awana or any kind of church program, there are classic stories in scripture. And I know it's very easy for my mind to go to the story of Moses and the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt when I hear the word deliverer. And so I want us to look just a little further than that classic story. Because after all, as much of an epic story of deliverance as that is, there are so many stories in scripture that talk about God being a faithful deliverer. And so that's not exactly where I want us to land today. But before we dive into the text, I want to make sure that we define what deliverance is. So when I do a word study for the word that we use in English for deliverance in scripture, there are actually eight words in Hebrew that are used in the Old Testament, and they translate into English as deliverance or deliverer. However, there is one Hebrew word that does translate into English. The one that's used the most is defined as escape, be free, bring out, or save. And so that's the concept of deliverance that I want us to use as we go into our story today. And so if you got a Bible and you're going to read along with me, we are going to be in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19. And we're going to look at the story of King Hezekiah as he is the king in Israel and he and his people are delivered by God from the Assyrian army. At this point in Israel's history, deliverance from Yahweh is not a new phenomenon. They are accustomed to the stories that tell of God's deliverance as they have been delivered from slavery in Egypt. The people have been delivered from plagues and pestilence, from war and famine. They have seen God use great and mighty men as kings and judges, and deliverance is not new to them. Politically, the nation of Israel is currently split into the northern kingdom with 10 rogue tribes in the north and the southern kingdom or the Davidic king reigns as the true king of Israel. So as we pick up the story in 2 Kings, Hezekiah is the Davidic king reigning in the southern kingdom of Judah. The northern kingdom has already fallen into captivity according to the covenant curses and promises that God had established for the people of Israel back in the book of Deuteronomy. 
And so the northern kingdom is at the hand of the Assyrians. The Assyrian army has already conquered them and has already taken them captive. So as we step into the story today, I want us to remember that the threat that comes to the people in Judah at the onset of the chapter is a very real, very dangerous threat. They're very aware of the power of the Assyrian army. And I I know for us in the Western world, specifically those of us in America, the concept of war is a very foreign concept to us. But we have to step back in time and we have to step back in culture and understand that we can't lose sight of the very real and present threat the Assyrian army was to Israel at this time. We also need to understand that Assyria was a brutal army. And so the stories that have come through history about what the Assyrian army did as they conquered nations was grotesque in the most disgusting way. And so we have to process all of these threats in the context of what the people were experiencing and what was happening to their kinsmen in the north. And so for the sake of time today, I won't read the entire chapter, but I highly, highly recommend that you study all of it. And so for today's verses, we're going to be in chapter 19 of 2 Kings, verses 1 to 7 to begin with. And the scriptures read, As soon as King Hezekiah heard it, this is the threat that's coming from the north, he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Shebna, the secretary, and the senior priests, covered with sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, They said to him, thus says Hezekiah, this day is a day of distress, of rebuke and of disgrace. Children have come to the point of birth and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be the Lord your God heard all the words of Rabshakanah, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to mock the living God and will rebuke the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have reviled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. So, Let's recap what's happened in this short passage. Assyria has captured the northern kingdom, and now they have set their eyes on the southern kingdom of Judah. And they come to the king of Judah, Hezekiah, with their threat of assault and captivity. And it's terrifying. I mean, rightly so. They're the Assyrian army, one of the most brutal in all of human history. But I want us to see a couple super important things as we look through this passage of text as we walk out watching God be our faithful deliverer. So in the text, we see, first of all, that deliverance came when there was an imminent threat of danger. Hezekiah and the Israelites were able to experience God as their deliverer because there was something in their world that was either in a position of oppression or of need. And I think this is so important for us to process because sometimes God delivers us out of something And sometimes the deliverance comes on the cusp of something overwhelming us. In the case of Hezekiah, he is at the point of a threat coming to overwhelm him. He wasn't in the middle of the problem. The threat was at his doorstep and he needed God to deliver him before it attacked him. Either way, there was a great need for the Israelites and God was able to deliver them from it, not just out of it. 
When we study the story of deliverance in the book of Exodus, we see that the people were in the midst of their problem. They were in the midst of oppression and God delivered them out of it. And so whichever way we need God to deliver us, he's faithful and capable of doing both, either delivering us from a a problem on our doorstep or delivering us out of something we are already sitting in. And I I think this is such an important concept that we need to remember because sometimes we consider deliverance of something that we need to be saved out of instead of coming to God on the front end of a problem. And so we can ask God to serve as our deliverer before we even step into the problem. Now, the second thing that I see is that Hezekiah, on behalf of all the Israelites in the southern kingdom, he cried out to God for deliverance instead of trying to seek his own power to deliver himself and the people. And I know for me especially, this is an incredibly hard place to be because we can only find God to be our deliverer when we find ourselves not able to deliver ourselves. And so, you know, there are times where we are sitting in the situations that we make of our own consequences. And and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the situations where, where we are the recipient of problems that we have not made. Um, And it can be so easy to look at these problems in our lives and think, oh, how do I solve this? What do I do? How do I get myself out of this? Or how do I stay out of this? Because honestly, when we need deliverance, it's an incredibly vulnerable place to be. And we don't tend to like being delivered, especially those of us in the Western culture, specifically American culture, where we are so independent and we are pick yourself up by your bootstraps kind of people to have to be in positions where we are leaning on and depending on God for deliverance can be incredibly hard. But let's take a lesson from Hezekiah's playbook and let's put into practice running to God first, running to God immediately when trouble comes knocking on our door. Before we even step into situations, we need to ask ourselves, am I running to God? Is this something he wants to keep me from? And can I see his hand as my deliverer? So often we tend to work on delivering ourselves out of situations or trying to self-help ourselves out of things that we don't leave space for God to step in and be the faithful deliverer that we want him to be. And then the third thing that I see in this passage, which we're going to kind of jump to verse 14 for a moment, but in verses one through seven, we see that the prophet Isaiah clearly delivered a message that God would indeed deliver the people of Israel from the threat. But the thing that I love the most is that Hezekiah continued to pray as he waited for deliverance. When we get to verse 14 of this chapter, we see that Hezekiah has received the message. And the moment he receives the message, he runs to the temple of the Lord and he prays. He throws himself before the Lord as close as he can get. And he opens up his heart in prayer. You see, God's ultimate goal in all of the situations in our lives and all of the situations of deliverance is not simply to just display his power or his might or to make his name famous. I mean, he does all those things, but it's also in those situations of deliverance that he draws us more intimately to him and he grows our relationship with him. It is in the seasons where we watch God be our deliverer that we know his character and we know his heart and we draw closer to him. And Hezekiah does this. He prays after the promise and he prays before the arrival of the deliverance. He he doesn't stop praying. Hezekiah doesn't take the promise that the prophet has given him and just walks away. 
He's confident God will do it, but he continues forward in prayer. He hears the promise and he presses in. Friends, from the time of the problem to the promise of the provision, our posture must be one of prayer in all things. For it is in prayer that we press into the Father. Now, the very last thing that I want you to see, which kind of wraps up our entire focus this week, is if we jump towards the end of the chapter. Because of time, I'm not going to read all of it. But if you go to verse 35 of chapter 19, it reads, And that night the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when the people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. God had promised through the words of the prophet Isaiah that he would indeed deliver the people of Israel. And just as he promised, he did it. God was the faithful deliverer, and he was faithful to his word. Now, friend, this week, I don't know what you need deliverance from, but we all need to know God is deliverer. Perhaps this is an attribute of God's faithfulness that you aren't familiar with because you're not yet his child. Maybe you've never accepted his forgiveness and deliverance from the penalty of sin, and today is the day that you can know him as deliverer. It's as simple as what scripture tells us in his word is just believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. It's understanding that he is the son of God. He was sent to this world to live a sinless, perfect life. And then he died and defeated death by resurrecting. And he has ascended into heaven where he intercedes on our behalf before the father. Jesus delivered us from the debt that we owe God because of our sin. Scripture tells us the wages of sin is Death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He has washed away our sin, and then he bestows upon us his righteousness. And if you believe that today, there's no magic prayer or special ceremony. You just come to the Lord in your own words and prayer, and you surrender your life to him. And he delivers you from the bondage of sin's penalty. Or perhaps today you are a child of God, and the stain and web and The workings of sin in this world, maybe they've entangled you. You've wandered into places that you need not have gone, and you have found yourself caught in the bondage of lust or anger, resentment, bitterness, greed, unforgiveness, jealousy, or any kind of addiction or sin. Friend, God wants to deliver you from that. You just need to ask him, just like Hezekiah did, and watch God move and work but it starts with acknowledging your need and following God's lead in your life. Perhaps today you don't need deliverance out of something. Maybe you're like Hezekiah and your problems are kind of knocking at your door or looming from a short distance ahead. Financial difficulties that seek to overwhelm you, marital problems, health problems, physical problems, something that you know you can't handle is staring you in the face. Friend, I encourage you, run to God with your problem. Stop trying to find solutions in your own strength and trust him to deliver you in his way and in his time. And remember, just like we talked about last week, sometimes there are situations that for whatever reason, God doesn't necessarily deliver us out of them or from them. Sometimes we are called to walk seasons and struggles so that we can see God's faithfulness as our sustainer not just our deliverer. So whatever you're walking through, whether God moves as a deliverer or a sustainer, 
take heart this week and know that he is faithful. Until next week, friends.